Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light, the private writings of the Saint of Calcutta, Chapter 9 continued. Section 6, Why? As resigned to this interior trial as she was, Mother Teresa could not help asking Father Picacci, Tell me, Father, why is there so much pain and darkness in my soul? Sometimes I find myself saying, I can't bear it any longer. With the same breath, I say, I am sorry, do with me what you wish. As she struggled to continue surrendering to the pervading darkness within her, she had to repeatedly affirm her resolve to move along the way he was tracing for her. Thus, the battle continued between the temptation to refuse and the determination to accept. A few weeks later, Mother Teresa again wrote, Pray for me, that I may not refuse God. It comes to the breaking point, and then it does not break. I wish I could write or tell what I long to tell, but I find no words. While immersed in darkness, unable to understand why, tempted to refuse, and under the impression that she could not adequately express what she was going through, Mother Teresa made one more strong affirmation of her faith and blind obedience to the will of God. A misunderstanding had arisen between her and Archbishop Perrier which he again attributed to her hastiness. Writing to clarify her stance, Mother Teresa revealed to the Archbishop the secret vow that motivated her actions. Her questioning of the purpose of her pain and darkness was now silenced in an act of supreme obedience to God's will. September 1st, 1959. Your Grace. Last time when I spoke to Your Grace, I understood that you think I have been acting on my own. I sincerely can tell you that my conscience does not blame me, for I know for certain that since August 17, 1948, I have tried to obey, not only to obey ordinary, but with my mind and judgment. If your grace has written to me as you spoke to me the other day, I would not have taken a single step. You approved everything. You blessed everything. You were pleased with every step I took. I have your letters which have encouraged me and helped me when the cross was so heavy. I have never told your grace the cause of my wanting to act at once. In 1942, I wanted to give Jesus something without reserve. With the permission of my confessor, I made a vow to God, binding under mortal sin, to give to God anything that he might ask, not to refuse him anything. For these 17 years I have tried, and this is the reason why I want to act at once. It is for your grace to prevent me. And when you say no, I am certain that my vow is all right. For then I don't refuse God my submission. I have gone 
and am still going through hard spiritual trials. But in this point, there has never been a doubt in my soul, because I have always put them before you and Father Van Exum, and each time your yes or no has satisfied me, as the will of God. Our claim on you is much greater, for to the other congregations, you are their ordinary. To us, you are our Father. For God refused you for his instrument to bring to life this his least society. The exterior change that was made last April by your grace has made no change in my attitude of action or feelings. To me, and I think to every sister in the society, your grace remains the head the father of the society, as it has been since September 10th, 1946. All these years, I have only wanted one thing, to know and do the will of God. And even now, in this hard and deep darkness, I keep on wanting only that. The rest, he has taken away. And I think he has destroyed everything in me. The only thing that keeps me on the surface is obedience. Please, Your Grace, don't be displeased with me. The mistakes I make are not willful. They are due to my ignorance. I have to learn many things, and this takes time. From my childhood, I have always been guided by my mother or confessor. Now, I have so many to guide. On the 10th of September, please pray for me. Your devoted child in J.C., M. Teresa, M.C. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I have many things to learn, and this takes time. When we hear Mother Teresa say something like that, after 17 years of living under this incredible private vow of trying to please Jesus in everything, not to refuse him anything, after over 10 years of living under this new life as a missionary of charity, we should be encouraged. We should be encouraged that we don't have to know everything. That it does take time to learn things. And if we get corrected or someone makes a suggestion, well, maybe we do need to learn something. Maybe we hadn't thought of this. St. Philip used to say, to become prudent takes a long time. And having known many wise persons well, prudence is the 
moral virtue that shows us the right action in this situation here and now? What is the most loving thing to do here and now? What is the best way to go forward? What are the means to the end? What are my options? What are my, what's my best option? And then prudence, having figured out what to do, having figured out the right thing to do, commands us, directs us to do it, carries it out. Prudence is practical wisdom about how to live. But how to live and what we can do is almost infinite in the possibilities, right? Prudence is not like having mathematical knowledge because the concrete action that I have to take, the thing to say, when to say it, how to say it, where to say it, with whom to say it, all this has so many variables. There are so many circumstances. There are so many options that it's, that it's almost infinite. And to sort of figure out here and now the best thing to do, it's very hard. So it takes a long time because we got to get experience. And it takes taking wise, knowing wise people for a long time. And Mother Teresa was very humble. She's not pretending that she knows always the best thing to do. And that's why she lives under the counsel of other people. See, if we can't work out the options, what our options are in this circumstance, options for acting, or if we can't work out what the best option is among the ones we, we think are possible, if our own deliberation and judgment is not sufficient, then what do we do? Well, we seek counsel. We seek counsel from another person. And Mother Teresa was very open to that from her mother, from her confessors, from her superiors. She got a lot of advice. She tried to always figure out the best thing to do. And if her superiors told her no, well, that ruled out one option. It made things simpler. If they said yes, then that confirmed what the right way forward was. And if we're discouraged, by the difficulty of figuring things out, if we're discouraged that we've made so many mistakes or we don't understand things after so long and we don't quite know where God is leading us, well, let's take counsel from the scriptures. Because on the eve of Jesus' ascension, some of his disciples asked him, are you now going to restore the kingdom of Israel? After three years of being with him, after the death, his resurrection, 40 days of teaching, some of his disciples still did not understand what it was all about. They thought it was an earthly kingdom he was establishing. And so we can take counsel from that in the sense that Jesus was patient. He didn't rebuke them. He didn't say, what are you so silly guys thinking? You know, How long have I been with you? He just told them, it's not for you to know. Wait for the Holy Spirit. And that brings up a very crucial thing. That our taking counsel, that is getting direction, 
has to also include the Holy Spirit. For his gift of counsel, that is, the gift of the Holy Spirit of counsel, shows us what to do when our prudence can't figure it out. When there are situations, especially situations of showing mercy, that are so complicated and so difficult that we don't know what to do. We think and we think and we even ask other people and we still can't get clear. Well, then the Holy Spirit can come to our help. He can come to our aid by the gift of counsel. And Mother Teresa is a wonderful example of that because in this darkness, she needed a lot of help from the Holy Spirit in guiding these other sisters, in guiding her own life, especially when she wasn't able to get much advice from anyone else. She had to rely on the Holy Spirit. And this, in the end, is what the Lord wants from us. He's leading us into this dark path, destroying everything in us that we can rely on that's created in human, so that our main reliance and our main guide is God himself. Come, Holy Spirit, convict us of our need for you in our lives. Help us to be grateful for the great gift of confirmation by which you have become our personal friend, by which you were given to us as a divine person with whom we could relate and therefore be guided more easily and directly to our heavenly homeland. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen.